Welcome back, bitches. This is Girl Why Podcast with your hosts, Vanessa and Terry. Your weekly podcast where no topic is off limits. Hey guys, welcome back to Spill and Sip, your weekly episode where Girl Why Podcast and Behind the Velvet Rope come together to bring you all the tea of the week. Hi, Terry. Hi, David. Hello. What's going on? My two favorite people doing. Good. How are you? I am good. No complaints. Uh, last night was the season premiere of Roni. Everybody up to date on that? Well, yes. I, I didn't watch it. So you, you you tell me what happened and I'll just play along. I did interview Luann yesterday and I've seen Ebony on GMA this morning. So tell me everything. Yeah. It's on my list. I'm going to watch it today. It better be. It better be. First and foremost, Leah got a Leah. nose job according to, what was that, her trainer, Terry? Yeah, it was the same trainer that Tensley had, like the big, like beastly looking guy with the yes. long hair that looks like he's in a motorcycle gang. So he called her out right off the jump, but everybody knew they they put that in the headlines, like right when she got it done that she had a nose job. It looks totally. good, but he's like, wow, you got rid of the big honker. And she yeah, just looks was- like mortified. So yeah, it was so funny. And that was like in the first, what, 30 seconds of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, I um, thought her old nose was fine, but okay. I didn't think she had a nose problem to begin with, but you know, hey, whatever no. floats your bow. The part that was killing me is Miss Leah trying to become, she's converting to Orthodox Judaism, which I was talked about in a lot of different places yesterday. Um, I'll pay money to see late Leah do this conversion. Like com- the complete proper conversion not this half-assed that she's like saying you know I'm gonna do it this way but I'll tell my rabbi this and like no if you're converting you're converting there's no like half conversions right you know what I feel that you know in your second season I feel Leah's gonna get a lot of hate for this this is her this is gonna be and this is gonna be her storyline her conversion Mm -hmm. why now I am not religious even though I'm Jewish so I'm not offended I'm not offended by anything in the world um I'm like an anomaly (laughs) but why is it I just am curious because I knew I I heard about this Elise Lane told me because I'm friends with her why like Elise told me this months ago and I didn't is this is it for a storyline or is this legitimately like I don't understand it she I said think it's she gonna felt, be her storyline, but go ahead, Terry. She said she felt some calling to it because she's sober again. And the one thing that struck me as odd is she said, you know what, she just really likes a challenge. But like, yeah, um, I don't really see religion as like something to challenge yourself with. Like, I see a challenge, like um, I don't know, financial challenges or overcoming like workout or fitness goals, like not like, yeah, I'm gonna become an Orthodox Jew because it's a challenge. <laughs> Um, my favorite line was her father keeping it 100 with her ass because she's looking for him to forgive her about some argument or whatever because what I forgot what holiday was coming up and they have to ask for forgiveness and he goes I'm not Jewish Leah I don't care he's like I'm Catholic because she's all trying to like well you have to forgive me now you have to forgive me she's like I'm not Jewish just because you're converting that's like your problem I was like tell him Papa Leah because I, I can't with her right now I'm like I just don't I'm not feeling it because it just doesn't feel genuine Listen, no, no. I've said this before about Leah and I'm going to get in trouble, but like if she, if it's all, if everything is authentic, then she's an amazing person. That's all I'm going to say. If it's authentic. I and agree. I just, I don't know. It doesn't feel authentic know. to me personally. 
Um, but we will see. We will see. Um, I like I said, I would pay money to see this conversion happen. I don't see it happening, but that's just my opinion. It was like the worst apology to her parents too. Like, yeah, sorry. Like I'm like a terrible person, but like you forgive me. Right. Cause I have to move forward with, you know, my conversion. Yeah. There was no, there's <laughs> nothing genuine about it. Right. It's She's like, this like, is a okay. part of the conversion. Yeah. It's like checking off the list. Okay. Forgiveness check. Now what's the next step? And I was like, okay, but can we talk about how sexy uh, Ramona's ex-husband Marco is? Oh my goodness. He was looking fine last night. Not that he has it before, but he was looking fine. Nice salt and pepper. I was all over it. I mean, Ramona's looking pretty good herself. Yeah, she well, like, you know, she's I love Ramona. Very tiny. I love her. I don't care what anybody says. I love her because she's such a loose cannon, but that's what I love about her. I think her and Luann are just aging backwards. Really? Yes. And I have a new prediction now at the beginning of the season. I'm changing things I've said in the past. My new prediction is at the end of this season, Sonia will be let go. You think? That's, that's my prediction. It was Ramona and Sonia. I am changing that prediction. Interesting. Sonia. Interesting. I did Let's see say. in the um, highlights for the rest of the season, there is going to be some stuff going on with Miss Sonia, it looks like. So... You you could be right. We will we will see. Um, my prediction. Ebony, I was I was wrong last year. I said Ramona and Sonia. So what do I know? And it was Dorinda. I just you heard it here first. We'll Please see. save this episode somewhere safe and let's replay oh, this. Always and- they are all saved, honey. Don't you worry. Uh, let's talk about the newest housewife on the franchise, Ebony. I liked her. I think she came in hot with her fierce energy. I like that she kept it real, talking about her FISCO score score and the struggles uh, financially that she's had. I like that she's not trying to pretend that everything has just been like, you know, roses and butterflies her whole life. Um, <laughs> I like that she understands what she's getting herself into as far as these are, this is a group of white women and now you're the first black female to come onto this cast. I think she understands her role here. Um, and I don't think she's going to back down for anybody. So I really think I like her. Now it's episode one. And I've said that about Housewives before and then I cannot stand them by like episode three and four. So we will see. But I did like her first episode. Um, and Mr. David, you had the Countess your, uh, herself on your show. Talk about it. I mean, listen, there's nobody that I wanted to kick off the new season of Ronnie with other than the Countess. She was my choice for a guest. We got her. I love the Countess. You know, mm-hmm. here's the thing about Luann. She, to me, is just a class act. She is. It's like, she knows how to treat people. Like, yes, I, I get it. And like, she's into herself, you know, but you she's at least just, she is, there is a graciousness about Luann that is just undeniable. Like, and I mean, if you speak to her, like I've met her many times, like if you speak to her, like she draws you in. She's one of those people that like, when it's your moment to speak to her, she is focused and she engages and there's eye contact and she's got a lot going on, but at least she, she is makes gracious. Feel she does. So I just wanted to talk to Luann and, you know, like look back. I on love the, the episode years. I listened. I thought it was great. It was just like an homage to like Exile of Francaise, being cool and not all uncool, falling yeah. in bushes, <laughs> don't let it be about Tom. Like 
it's just, we did an anthology of like, let's look back at the past and then let's look forward. We talked about Ebony, you know, we talked about Ramona being Ramona. She alluded to the fact that her and Ramona are going to kind of go through it, but come out the other side this season. Mm -hmm. She has problems with Ebony. She butts heads with Ebony. I heard Ebony speak about that on, I want to say Wendy. And I also heard about Luann. I heard Luann speak about that as well, but I think that they come out okay. They come out okay, but like, it's just not who you expect to have a problem with Ebony. You know what I mean? So I think that's what people are like, oh, wow, it's not Ramona. I think it's going to be pretty early on too, I think. It's from what I'm seeing, and I could be wrong about this, but I think it's going to be pretty early on. Yeah. Um, But I thought, yeah, I was going to say, everybody should definitely go to Behind the Velvet Rope and listen. I enjoyed it. It was on Tuesday, right? Or Monday, the day before the episode premiered. Tuesday. Um, Tuesday. And we talked about like other things, you know, like Luann, she broke up with Garth. She talks about Mm -hmm. like maybe posing for Playboy. She talks about dancing with the stars. Like Luann's got a big agenda of what she wants to accomplish in life. And she talks about her cabaret and where we're going to be. Let's not forget, we we, we did talk about the cabaret, (laughs) but Luann is just, I mean, it's, she's one of my favorites that we've ever had on the show. So it's a fun episode. If you didn't talk about the cabaret, come on guys. Totally. (laughs) All right. Um, Before we move on to something else, have you guys watched Bethany's new show? I had to bring her up since we are talking about Roni. I watched it. And I want to hear what you guys, I think, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, did you guys ever watch on MTV P. Diddy or whatever his name is, Sean Combs, and he's got a million names, Making the Band. It reminds me of Making the Band, but uh, to be her assistant kind of style. Like, so they're not trying to be singers. But it had that same feel for me the whole time I was watching it. Like, hey, sorry, our little executive producers here want to be a part of the show. Um, it reminds me of that. Like, you're trying out for a show, you're going to do competitions type of thing, or you're working against people and competing. And then she comes in, kind of like how P. Diddy would come in, and they got to, like, you know, cater to him and her and whatever. That's the vibe that I'm getting. And it's to be her assistant. Like, that's the role. It's not to, like, work for her in a different capacity. It's not like the I think apprentice. it's a little bit of above of us an assistant. Um, I forgot we'll what call it exact- an executive assistant. Yes, yeah, something along those lines. You know, basically to handle her brands, her social media, her, you know, she's got a skinny brand, which is a lot of different brands, not just, like, the skinny margaritas or whatever she originally started with. So I think it's someone to overall almost be, like, a brand ambassador and handle, like, everything. Um, I liked it. I don't, I mean, I have HBO, so I'll watch it because I have it kind of thing. Um, but that's the vibe that I got. What about you, Terry? Did you watch it? I did not. Um, but from what it sounds like, it, I'm having nostalgia about Paris Hilton's like find her BFF show and Brody Jenner find his BFF shows. There you go. <laughs> Except there like you go. professionally. Correct. And there's not a lot of professionals. I mean, the one girl shows up to her interview in a crop top. So, you know. Oh God. Is Bethany being like engaging? You know, I'm shocked that more people are not talking about it. That's what shocks me. Like no one's um, talking about it. Are they? I don't hear anyone. I hear some people in Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I like no one's talking about overserved either with Lisa Vanderbilt. Yeah, I think They're that fizzled so out. Like, yeah. I'm I tried. I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried. First of all, I'm not really uh LVP fan to begin with. And then I was like, you know, let me try this show. You yeah, know, wasn't for I, me. I, I was, turned it was off. Not gonna to happen. Watch, 
I turned that fucking show off to watch Law and Order reruns. So that there tells you, you like how interested I was in it. There you go. Well, like I said, guys, if you're into like the making the band or like Terry said, find Paris Hilton's best friend type of show, then you'll like the Bethany show on HBO. I personally, if you don't have HBO, I would not be like calling my provider to like get HBO for this one show. It's not that great of a show. Um, it's one of those, if you ain't got nothing to watch, throw it on. It's not the best show you'll ever see. It's not the worst show you'll ever see, in my opinion. Moving along, though, I want to feel the room and the temperature of the room. What are you guys thinking with this whole J-Lo and Ben Affleck crap that people are talking about? I, I'm I think confused. It's just BS. I don't understand. I don't know why people are so, there's nothing to be, in my opinion, there's nothing to be confused about. She is not getting back with Ben Affleck. They've no. been friends for a very long time since they dated. Um, and for her to go, no offense to Ben, got a drinking problem. He's got problems as far as with his ex-wife. They're like, you know, not problems, but you know, in the sense yeah, of- it's not those simple. issues with the kid. It's not simple. Um, he's got a lot of his own issues. I just- She's way above that. I think she's a friend to him and things like that. But this whole like hype of him and JLo and the benefit, I don't think it's a thing. I think it's just. No, I think it's like maybe wishful thinking, but not even. Ugh, like she's not going with him. No. I think that's so beneath her now. No, yeah. it, it is. I mean, it, it is. And like he, he is right. grody. Yeah. He is. Side uh, note, did you guys see that he, the whole like debacle about him matching with that girl on Raya and yes. she unmatched with him because she didn't believe it was really Ben Affleck. So he sent her a message and said, why did you unmatch me? It's, it's really me. me. Yeah. And he sounded like he was in character for fucking Batman when he said it, it kind of creeped me out. But at the same time, Man. like I would publicize the shit out of it if I matched with Ben Affleck and unmatched his ass. But yeah, so he's on the dating apps, guys. If you didn't know, he's on Raya. <laughs> well, and also the way he handled it, like, it's me kind of thinking, like, why wouldn't you want to match with me? I'm Ben Affleck. It's like, well, maybe everybody doesn't want you, Ben Affleck. No offense. Well, I think exactly. she, I think she's cutting out that she had to have messaged him and said, like, you're not really Ben Affleck, like, unmatched or something. And then he's like, but it's me. But people are just cropping into the it's me part. And yeah. like kind of making it a fucking tool, which they successfully have done. So who knows? Well, I think we're all in agreement that Benefer is never going to be a thing again, guys. No. I, I'm going to go out and say, no, not happening. If we're wrong, we're wrong. But here in Spill and Sip, none of us think that that's ever going to be a thing. So we will move on. I really wanted to talk about the Caitlyn Jenner. Um, she, this, uh, this past weekend on Saturday, she spoke to TMZ. Um, in regards to the trans community, and she allegedly, not actually not allegedly, because I think they have it on tape, actually. Um, yeah. She said that if you are born a biological boy, you shouldn't be in girl sports. Uh, her, exact, her exact words were, that's why I, I oppose biological boys who are trans competing in girl sports in school. It just isn't fair, and we have to protect girl sports in our school. And this is a shift from the 2015 ESPY Awards when she received the Arthur Ashe Courage Award and voiced her opinion for trans athletes. This also comes at a time where 34 states are considering banning transgender girls from playing on girls um, and interscholastic sports teams. So Tennessee, Mississippi, Arkansas, South Dakota, they've already enhanced those bans. Idaho was the first state to do it. And then, like I said, there's 34 other states that are considering the same ban. So right off the bat, I'll say my concern and thoughts for this, and then I want to hear what everybody else is say is, I just don't think Caitlyn 
thinks when she speaks in the sense of, I think she still sometimes speaks as Bruce Jenner. Yeah. And not as Caitlyn Jenner. Because when she was Bruce Jenner, she had very strong Republican political views. And, you know, people, we, it's it's a fact. She's, she's said it before. It's not, you know, nobody's making this up. Um, and obviously Republicans feel one way and things like that. And they're very strong with their feelings and blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes she forgets that she is Caitlyn Jenner now, who is a transgender woman. And you know what I mean? It almost speaks like, it almost seems like she's speaking out of her Bruce Jenner ass and not Kate, Caitlyn Jenner. Bruce Jenner I'm ass. I'm just saying. Not Kate <laughs> um, I, I want to see I, what you guys say. I agree. I, <laughs> well, I think like, first of all, not a lot of people are going to vote for Caitlyn anyway. So if you are not going to get the voters of the trans, the votes of the trans community, like what are you even doing? Yeah. Like, who's going to vote for you now if you're excluding your own community? And if, yeah. if he, if she is not going to stick up for the trans community, then who is? Who is? Correct. Yeah. What do you think, David? I mean, it's just like, I don't understand it. I mean, the whole thing about being trans is like, if you are born a man and you transition, you are now a woman and you truly identify as a woman... So you want to use the women's bathroom and have every, I, I don't, it's so backwards. It makes it's like no almost like she wants to, to be like, like trans when it's convenient. And then like, nah, yeah. you know what I mean? It's and like, like I'm, yeah. And like, I'm okay. Like if you are staunch Republican, that's okay with me. I mean, everyone is entitled to whatever. I just don't understand that. I just don't think they process. align together. Though. Right. You know like, what, I mean? what does so that have to do very with like, like, right. Like have your like political you views, going. but like, I don't know, like, isn't the whole thing is like, I am a trans woman. So I'm a woman. Like Caitlin considers herself a woman and she is. So if she were 16 and in high school and yeah. wanted to compete, like she, she can't, I mean, her, I, she should not be allowed to compete then is what she what is she saying basically that that makes if she no was sense to me. able to uh do her transition you know x years ago like you said prior to doing the olympics and blah 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 she would not have been able to compete or do anything because she's a she's and it's a really a man first backwards, what she's saying. and it's a backwards argument like you look at like got mick from drag race who is a trans man but slight and effeminate. So it's like you could argue Got Mick will not have an advantage in a male sport. It's like, a, it's such a backwards argument. Like, I mean, if that Correct. applies, you're saying it's, I mean, I understand why she's saying what she's saying. I do too. I do too. But, but it's wrong. But if they're it's actually different. transitioning and they're getting like estrogen and then, I mean, it's is just, it really an unfair advantage if they're actually right. like and that's a really broad stereotype caitlin like not everyone is the 16 year old female version of bruce jenner yeah. that's like bruce jenner right like so no matter what there's many like if you transition and you're a woman that is in great shape and has athletic abilities you should be able to participate. Not everyone will have those those to, abilities. And I just think she really needs to 
take some time to really figure out where she stands with certain things because I think she comes off sometimes where she says one thing and then later retracts and says oh well I meant this and that and you know um, I just think she needs to really sit down and get a clear understanding as to a where her political views stand especially now that you're trying to run for governor and also how do your political stand with you being a transgender woman do they even make sense yeah they have to make sense I think exactly exactly you know what I mean because you can't be a transgender woman but then saying oh well it's not okay to do this this and that like it just it's not going to go over well especially amongst the trans community who they face so much hate every day they don't need someone on their own team hating against them as well you know what I mean exactly it's it's almost okay here's what I think of it I think that since he struggled and was in the closet for so long of like who he was as a person. It almost feels like he wants other like young, other youth to have the same struggles and hurdles that he did. Like, why wouldn't you want to make it better for them? He's like, oh, exactly. well, I had to That's compete in her Olympic job sports to make it better. As Bruce Jenner, as a man. And then I got to come out. So like, fuck all you people. That's how I see it. Yeah. It's yeah. very strange. It's, uh, yeah. Oh, well, lastly, did you guys hear, so Britney Spears, um, we've talked about this many, 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 many times and many outlets have talked about it. So the new thing is obviously we know she wants to speak to the judge. She doesn't want out of her conservatorship. She just doesn't like Jamie. I don't understand why Jamie can't just go away. Right. We're, we're doing all this free Britney movements and arguments. All she wants is no Jamie. She doesn't want out of her conservatorship. She realizes that it's good for her. It's helped her financially. It's, you know, she does realize that she can be reckless and things like that, allegedly. Um, she just doesn't want Jamie. Jamie's old anyways. Isn't his health, you know, in question? Step down and move on. And we could all be past this. And Brittany could be on stage by the end of the, the year. <laughs> just, I mean, I'm not a huge, like, Brittany fan as far as, like, would I go and, like, run to her circus concert? Probably not. If I happen <laughs> to be in Vegas and got some tickets, would I go? Probably. Um, but, hey, if she, if that's what makes her happy, so be it. Jamie's made enough money off of her. I don't understand it. I don't think she's ever going to get out of this conservatorship. I don't think she not after to. not after having on um, Emily Baker, the lawyer, where we talked about Erica and Tom, and then I asked her about Brittany. I mean, she was just like you. Conservatorships are like meant to never get out of. Granted, there are not thirty something year old women that are in them, but yeah. you you don't think she wants to get out. You think she's happy. I honestly think because of Britain, the way she was raised in her whole life and this, you know, everybody has been around. She's had a team her whole life. I don't right. think she knows how to function without a team, honestly. Right. Um, I don't think she knows. She's not like you and I, where we can balance our checkbooks and those, you know, we do our normal day-to-day get up, you know, you make your bed, you get your breath. She is, she's never had to do any of those things. You know what I mean? Her job is to perform and then everything I'm gonna wake else up and is, spin. there you go. And she has to wake up and do a spin. So honestly, I don't think she wants to have to be that accountable where she has to worry about the things that she would have to worry about if she took complete ownership of her life again. You know what I mean? It's all kind of done for her. Yeah. If you look at her net worth, it's been done in a way where she's richer, not poor. So it's obviously working. You know what I mean? She's not struggling by any means. She's flying private, still living her best life. So I don't think she really, she's, 
got a lot of the freedom that she wants. I just think she doesn't like her father anymore. And they've had their issues and whatever. So I think that, and I honestly think it shouldn't be a family member. I think it should be someone who has no interest, like, you know, uh, a biased party kind of thing. I agree. Like I they should mean, have you do it, David. You're a lawyer. I mean, I would <laughs> gladly do it. But no, I mean, I agree I mean, she is used to being taken care of. I don't think she wants to work. I think she's not thrilled. Like, I don't think she wants to do a show anytime soon. See, I think she does. I think she likes you do? it. I just think she, you do? Yeah, I just think she doesn't like doing anything her father wants her to do. She gets so I, stressed out with her shows, though. Like, her last thing, her tour, like, just, you know, the dancing was a little off and just... Yeah. It just seemed like... I'm the corp, you know, I'm the face of the corporate machine and ugh, let me go out there and do what I have to do again. And yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know, but I just, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I don't know myself. I don't even care that much anymore. I just have to tell it because I know that all of our spill and sit fans love it. So we have to report on it. Uh, David, what is going on with Behind the Velvet Rope? Any hot tea you want to drop? Anything before we wrap it up this week? Because this 30 minutes went by quick, y'all. Well, definitely listen to our chat with Luann. I think it's one of my favorite episodes. Happy, happy. Um, I don't know if she went, but Elise Slane was invited to Leah's. Uh, Leah had a married, uh, married. Leah had a <laughs> Roni, not married to the mob, uh, premiere party <laughs> last night. I have no idea, or the other night, I have no idea where it was, but Elise Slane told me she was going. Okay. Elise Lane told me she will not be watching Roni this. I said, come back on the podcast. We'll like re, we'll recap it. She said she would rather eat glass. Oh my God. <laughs> and just chew on that and that she will not be watching Roni. Um, but she, I think, went to Leah's marriage to the mob part. I mean, to Roni premiere. To, I'll find out about that. And today, I can tell you today, go and check the Behind the Velvet Rope feed and see who I our guest is today, okay. Vanessa. Well, I will definitely yeah, I'll check take a on look. it. It's a surprise <laughs> and it's a surprise, baby, just for you. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I live for this shit. Um, well, guys, as you know, we will be back next week with another episode of Spill and Sip. We love all of you for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.